0: I'm going to do some teaching this morning, and uh, it's going to be some things you may never heard before, but that's good. How many know there's some things you haven't heard yet? And we're going to talk uh, about the kingdom this morning and give a little background to it, et cetera, et cetera, dot, et cetera. So take your Bibles this morning, go to Psalm 8, Psalm 8, after being born again for probably about... 10 to 13 years, the Lord started talking to me about something i never heard of before, which was the kingdom of God. Up until that time, I'd heard about a lot of things in the Bible but never really thought about or was taught about or anything else, the kingdom of God. So basically, uh, you know, I started studying the kingdom of God, started researching the kingdom of God, and it greatly changed my life into being a good life, Hallelujah. a joyful life, a happy life, a no more the bad days life. Because I was in Christianity for 13 years, and I would have the up days, but then I'd have the down days, and then I'd have this, and I'd have that. And I got tired of being a yo-yo. So basically, I started studying the kingdom of God. And one of the first things I found when I started studying it was that all Jesus preached in the four Gospels was nothing but the kingdom of God. He never preached Christianity. He never preached himself. And most of the church preaches Christianity and preaches himself right now. Well, I want to preach what Jesus preached because it seemed to work fairly well for Him. So I decided to preach the kingdom. How many know Jesus never preached heaven? Yeah. How many have ever heard about heaven in church? How many ever heard about hell in church? I mean, Jesus didn't preach these things. He preached one topic, one thing, and that was basically God's kingdom that was coming back to the earth, that everyone would have a chance to enter into that kingdom and be part of that kingdom, not when they died and went to heaven like you've been taught, but right now here on the earth. I mean, I, when I get to heaven, I'm not going to have any issues. Right. I want to take care of the rotten here and now. Amen. And you can do that by becoming a kingdom person, by understanding kingdom living, and by operating in it, you're going to find out that you can live as days of heaven upon Hallelujah. the earth. Thank you for your overwhelming excitement. <laughs> it excites me because I've been there. Yeah. If you've never been there, you're not that excited. Like I went to Disney. I've never been there. I could care less anyway. But if you've been there and had some fun there, you know it's a good thing there. Praise God. All right, Psalm 8. Here we go. Here we go. All right, let's start in verse 3. It says, When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that you visiteth him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Say, that's not right. (laughs) Notice, the word angels there is not angelic, it is Elohim. So I don't know why they put that in there, but it says he has made man a little lower than God. Say, God. And has crowned him with glory and honor, now this is back at creation, and made us him to have dominion over the works of thy hands, thou has put all things under his what? This is the very beginning. How I many know this is God's will? He could have created man to be worthless, sick, down and out, not do anything, but this was God's will for mankind right here. He said he's put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord our God, how excellent is thy name, and where? All the earth. So it's talking about creation. This is the beginning. This is what God was creating. This is what he was doing. This was his will for the man that he was making. And apparently there was some spiritual being, whether it was a demon, angel, I don't know what it was, was standing off to the side. And they couldn't understand why he made man such a glorious being. You're saying, what are you doing, God? Why did you make this man to look like that in your image and likeness? Why did you make him like that? Why did you create this guy like that? I don't understand why you put him on the same level. Well, God had to put man on the same level because God mainly wants fellowship. And you cannot fellowship with someone of a lower level. You can fellowship with your cat all you want. And most people would rather do their cat or their dog right now because a cat or dog don't talk back. But you cannot have the same relationship with a lower being. Are you listening to me? So, God wanted fellowship with us. He created it in Him in each His likeness. He astonished these people. Notice, man was created with glory and with honor. He was crowned. Who's crowned? Yeah. A king. Say a king. I mean, no oh, king wears a crown. And He said, have dominion, rule, authority, a kingdom over all things. And He put all things under His feet. Now, we know that. This is the way Adam and Eve were created. They were kings in the garden. They they were in God's. They had God's spirit. They had everything man would want or ever ever want to do. All they had to do was stay part of the kingdom of God and not rebel against the kingdom of God and declare independence from the kingdom of God. And they only had one thing not to do. And how many of you know they did it anyway. And at that time, they lost the kingdom of God. They lost the spirit of God. They lost the nature of God. And they actually became a citizen of another kingdom that the Bible calls the kingdom of darkness. So they became citizens of the kingdom of darkness. How many know citizens have legal rights to receive stuff from the kingdom they're in? How many know mankind's definitely receiving from that kingdom? Yeah. Anybody not in the kingdom of God is receiving from the kingdom of darkness right now because they've been born into it. But that's not the way God created them. So they lost their position. They lost the spirit of God and everything else. Go to Revelation chapter 1. If you don't learn to read this book from the eyes of a kingdom government mentality, you're never going to get the truth out of this book. If you read it like a Christian, if you read it like a religious person, if you read it like the denomination you came out of, you are not going to go any further. You're going to get so far and not be able to go there because it's a half-truth, but it's a half-truth that satisfies you enough to keep going even though you're not happy, you're still going. There's people who are, are positioned in a, in a denomination for 20 years, 20 years later, haven't been back to church in 20 years, but they're still part of that denomination. Don't even go to church anymore. What are you? I'm Catholic. I'm Lutheran. Do you go to church? No. Why are you? That's just because who I am. That's what I am. I'm cat. Yeah. People are that way. How I many you know that I'm telling the truth this morning. That's who they believe they are. They put a tag on them, basically, of being a religious creature in a religious place. And in that religious place, they only believe what that religious place teaches them, which is some truth, not all truth. So they're not denying the kingdom. They are deducting the kingdom down to a smaller part. And the small part you receive is enough to keep you going back, hoping for more part, but there's no further revelation in that place, so you get stuck. And you don't go anywhere, so you keep coming back. But they'll tell you, keep coming back. It's going to get better. Just keep coming. You keep coming and keep coming and keep coming, and and it just don't work out. But the kingdom of God is something that you explore constantly. It's, It's working in your heart constantly. It's changing you constantly. It's helping you receive from the kingdom of heaven constantly. And when you find out that as a citizen of heaven, when you get born again in the kingdom of heaven, how many know you become a citizen? So now I've got dual citizenship, don't I? I'm a citizen of the kingdom of darkness because I was born here. Didn't have a choice. Thanks to Adam. Thank you very much. But then Jesus came to bring the kingdom back and give you an opportunity to be born into the kingdom of God. So I get born into the kingdom of God. And when I did, now I can receive from either kingdom that I want to receive from. Most people who are are born again or Christian basically don't even know about the kingdom of God. So even though they're born again, they're still receiving from the kingdom of darkness. They're still living the same way. They're still broke. They're still sick. They're still depressed, not knowing that they have access to a real place, a real place. Yes. Notice, heaven is a real place. You're just because you can't see it, it's a real place. So if I'm a, a citizen of the United States and I'm a citizen of Spain, then basically I can receive from either kingdom. I don't have to die then receive from Spain but we've been taught that we got to die go to heaven then we can receive her thank God now we're in, he- in heaven it's going to be so wonderful but it's available to us today if you're born again you're now a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and every promise i can't say every promise in the book cuz some of them are bad but all the good <laughs> promises in the book now belong to me divine health is part of my citizenship peace is part of my citizenship joy and power and authority and all these things and we don't have to die and go to heaven to get them because heaven's a real place right now and just because you're not there doesn't mean you're not a citizen of it come on if i leave the united states and go to another country and live for a while it doesn't take away my citizenship in the united states i'm still an american citizen well you're a heavenly citizen but the problem is you're living here on the earth but you still have citizenship with a real place called heaven. It's access to you now, not just when you die and go to heaven, but right now you have access to it if you want access to it. That's why God said, I will supply all your needs, not according to the earth. I will supply our needs according to your riches that are in. He says, why don't you come to me for riches? Because on the earth you tried it and that's distinctly why you need to come to me for riches. Come on, it hasn't worked. We keep trying it over, and religion will tell you, just hang in there, just do your best. Everything's gonna get better. Everything well it got better because Jesus brought back the kingdom of God and is now available to every person who gets born again. How many know Jesus only preached born again one time? We preach born again all the time. Well, it's it's important for people to get born again, but you don't get born again to get to heaven, you get born again to get into the kingdom of God and then you can start to understand the kingdom of God but since nobody ever told you about the kingdom of God you're not studying the kingdom of God you're just studying the same old religion over and over again trying to get better trying to get rid of this sin trying to get rid of that sin doing my best well in the kingdom sin shall not have dominion over you in Christianity every sin has dominion over you and you just keep repenting going back to church and trying to get better but in the kingdom you don't do that in the kingdom it says give the devil no place as a Christian, you're giving the devil place all the time and then going to God and begging God and wanting somebody to do something for you. But no, you should give the devil no place in your life. There shouldn't be there. You there, should have no place in your thought life, no place in your body, no place in your marriage, no place anywhere, because you're a kingdom citizen who was created and now been reinstated and restored back to kingship, where now you can rule over that kingdom of darkness that once you were living in. Now you follow on me. Yeah. Praise God. All right, Revelations chapter 1. Look at verse 5 and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us he washed us from our sins in his own blood and he has made us kings and priests unto God his father to him be glory and honor forever and ever amen right. now notice here's what Jesus said he did when he came back what did he do basically number one he washed us in his blood how many of you know that he loves us that's why he did it how many know that but the church has stopped there. Denominations have stopped there and haven't gone beyond the next verse which says he has now made us kings and priests. See, we started out as kings, Adam and Eve, and then we lost it but Jesus came and brought it back. Now if you're born again, you are once again a king and a priest on this earth. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to rule and you're supposed to reign. So man was restored back to his original position as we just read in Psalm chapter 8. You have been crowned with glory and honor, and all things on the earth are underneath my. That's the position he brought you back to. That's where you're at right now. You don't go around saying, "Oh, it's just so terrible. Oh, I ain't doing anything." Kings don't do that. Something comes up, you get out of here, get away from me. You don't belong here. I'm a ki- Get out of my kingdom. You don't belong here at all. That's not who I am. I'm a king and a priest unto God. I do this, and I can handle that, and I can see. So we've got to change an attitude, don't we? Because yes. Christianity makes losers. Losers who need help all the time by other losers who are trying to help losers and nobody's getting anything. <laughs> and I'm speaking truth this morning. People aren't going to like this, but I'm sorry. I was there and I got tired of losing all the time. And then going saying, I'm more than a, coming to church. I'm more than a conquer. And then for six days lived as a loser. Come back to church. I'm more than a conquer. And I wasn't any more than anything. Cause I wasn't a conqueror. I was losing at everything else things in my life. Symptoms would hit my body, and I'd get sick. I ain't more than a conqueror. I'm under sickness and disease, and then I crawl back into church. I'm in the conqueror. And they say, "Don't worry. Someday, just wait. Cause someday, you're gonna walk the streets of gold, and you're gonna walk in divine health, and you're gonna walk in power and authority." Well, I didn't care about someday later. I cared about someday now. And that what do we want? And see, this is the gospel that's going to bring people in because people out there are in a mess. And they want to know about a kingdom that's better than the mess they're in, which ain't going to take much. But heaven's that way. So it's the kingdom of God. So here he says he has made us a king and a priest unto God. So this morning, you're a king. You're a king. You're a king. You may not think you're a king, but the more you study the Bible and look at it, you're going to find out you're a king, and you're going to start running the devil's booty out of your life when he comes around rather than say, no, the devil's been attacking me. It's because of my tremendous ministry my great revelation that the devil's always attacking me. He's not attacking anybody else in the world. They're all ganging up on me right now because I'm so holy. Give me a break. My God, come on, wake up for God's sakes. He's attacking you because you keep telling everybody he's attacking you and keep, he takes advantage of it. He's attacking you. You're allowing him in. You're giving him place in your mouth. You're giving him place in your thought life. No, you're a king, praise God. You're king down here. That's where he puts you. He puts you as a king here to rule and to reign for the period of time that you're here. I don't care if it's 80 years, 90 years, 100 years. I don't care how old you are. Your authority still works. If you're 15 years old, it'll work. If you're 108, it'll still work because you have authority here. And it's not based on your age. And let me tell you this, is not based on your feelings. Well, I don't feel like a king. Don't matter, you're still a king. See, we want to go by feelings and emotions. I'm just so emotional today, I can't be a king. Yeah, you're a king. Kings get emotional probably too, but they know that they're a king. So you're a king here on the earth. It's been restored. Jesus restored it. Go to Romans chapter 5. All right, Romans chapter 5, look at verse 17. It says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, how many know because of Adam, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by Jesus Christ. So even though I'm a king now, I need to do something. I need to receive the free gift of righteousness that Jesus provided, and then I can reign in life. So as they continue to preach sin to you and sin to you and unworthy to you and problems to you and everything you're doing wrong, you remain in an unrighteous mindset. Come on. You remain in a guilt and a condemnation and God's mad at me and God don't like me and I've got this problem and I've got that problem. Well, you're not living in righteousness, therefore you will not reign in this life. You will be a loser in this life and receive from the kingdom of darkness your whole life. And you're born again, praise God, you're just not as born again as you think you are. Because once you enter the kingdom of God, there are lots of rooms up there. There's mansions, but some of the mansions are full of peace, joy, power, victory, and all these things. So as you start to understand, these things have been given to you. One thing about the kingdom of God, it comes with an inheritance. An inheritance you receive when someone else dies, not when you die Well, as soon as you die, it'll get better in heaven. You'll get your inheritance. Well, I didn't have an inheritance to give myself before I died to begin with. Come on, our thinking is so whack. Jesus gave you inheritance, and you got it when he died. It was available when you entered his kingdom, but you've got it now. You're not going to get it 20 years from now. It already belongs to you now. I don't care if you got born again last night. You have the same inheritance that I do who've been walking in this stuff for 35 years. Because an inheritance is an inheritance, and you're not a part heir. You are a joint heir. That means, which is impossible, unless it's in the Spirit, we all get the same thing. In the natural, if there's was $100, and, and, and you've got two people, and they're a joint heirs, so how many are going to get 50 each? But not in God. God can take care of it. he got enough for everybody, praise God. You get whatever you want, you're a joint heir. So I became an heir of all these things that belong to me. Now notice, it says gift. Say gift. Yes. Notice, as long as you try through religion to earn your righteousness you'll end up living in the kingdom of darkness. Because you can't buy anything off God. You can't get anything from God except what he gave you freely, and then you just simply receive what he gave you. None of us got so good that God said, oh, I'm going to save that Tom, I'm telling you. He is just doing so wonderful. No, I was a drunk when I got saved, for God's sakes. But I had to receive the gift of being born again and coming to the kingdom of God. Then I was a born again loser for 10 years because I didn't know. Nobody told me I came into a kingdom. They just told me that, do your best, go to church, read the Bible, and I'd read the Bible, and I'd pray, and I'd do all these stuff. None of this stuff's wrong. How many of you know that? But, but it's not the complete gospel of the kingdom. And let me just put this out. Gospel means good news. Jesus told us to preach the gospel or the good news of the kingdom. If you're listening to bad news on TV, it's not the gospel of the kingdom because the kingdom is always good news not bad news sometimes you'll listen to a preacher on on television and you'll feel so bad by the time you're done you wish you to watch the Andy Griffith for God's sakes you think man I felt terrible before I turned him on I feel really rotten yeah because he played to that old nature he played to the kingdom of darkness and you got more faith in that kingdom and you went that direction see but that's not it kingdom should be good news It's the gospel. It's the good news of the kingdom of God. So basically, what's our purpose? And if we were put here as kings and we've been restored, thank God for Jesus Christ, hallelujah, for what he did to us. He made us kings and priests. All right, go to Genesis chapter 1. All right, Genesis chapter 1, look at verse 26. This is We're going back to creation again now. This is the same time as Psalm 8 basically talking about. 26 says, And God said, Let us make man, Say that's me, no, in our image and our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them and God blessed them, he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon where? The earth. earth. So we're back to creation, aren't we? So now we know where man originated and we know where God took us back to. We are created, first of all, once you got born again, you are now in the image and likeness of Christ. You're not trying to get in the image and likeness of Christ. You are. And the way you get there is by believing who you are, then you will become who you believe you are, not by trying to get there through your efforts, which never gets you there. Is that too deep? No. As long as you're trying to become something, you're failing because he's already made you something. It's not by your efforts, it's by his effort, thank God. He provided it and everything that you get is freely. Here he says, what, what did he give us? Dominion, say dominion. dominion. Now dominion, the word means rule, it means a kingdom, it means authority, it means power over something. So here he tells us, why did he create man? He created man so he could have dominion. That's why people are created, they're created to have dominion. They were created to have dominion. Now, In that verse there, and, and listen through this whole thing before you get mad. In that verse, it doesn't say anything about worship. Nothing about even going to church. Nothing about praising. Nothing about dancing. Nothing about jumping. And and let me tell you what, all those things are good. I'm not putting them down. But you were not put here to do those things. You were put here to have, so I can do these other things and never use any dominion, am I fulfilling my purpose for which I was here? No. No. Or I can do dominion and never do those things. Now am I fulfilling my purpose? Or I can do both. Do you see? So so people come to church and they dance and they sing and they shout and they're happy for an hour on Sunday and all that's great and good. Then they go out and live under the oppression of everything in the world and come back again and they praise and they feel better again. But you're not fulfilling your purpose because you were created to have dominion on the earth and that's what you're here for is to have dominion where? Now notice, not only tells me what my purpose is, is to have dominion, but it tells me where? On the earth. earth. How many know your dominion is not over heaven? How many know there's already a king up there? So listen, even when you die here, you're going to lose your kingship and you're going to become a prince. Are you listening? You can't, you ain't going to go to heaven as a king, you can't. He's already king up there. You're going to die once you die, you lose your kingship and now you're a prince up there, praise God. But as long as you're down here, you're you're a king down here, see? and you're going to leave that, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this tells us what to do. He restated us to our original purpose, our original place. And let me, I, I tell you all the time, this book is all about the kingdom of God. Just go back to Genesis 1.1. The Lord showed me this week. I couldn't believe it. Look at verse 1. In the beginning, God created what? When did he do it? Now, the beginning of what? Beginning of what? That's what I always thought. What a stupid scripture. You're trying to tell me God just appeared that day and created the heaven and the earth, and that was the very beginning? No. The whole Bible is about what? The kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. So notice, in the beginning, and let me just put this in here, in the beginning of the kingdom of God, God created heaven and he created earth. Now why did the kingdom begin when he created the heavens and the earth? Because you cannot be a king of a kingdom unless you have a domain to king over. So God was never king before this verse. He had nothing to king over. But once he created heaven, now he could be king of, and once he created earth, we could become kings of. So this was the very beginning of the, the kingdom message in the first verse of the first book of the Bible. That says in the beginning, this is where all the kingdom of God started. What I do, I created heaven, created earth. Now I'm king, why? Because I have a domain. You can't, domain, you can't rule over nothing. You can't be president over no country. No. So when he created that, basically the kingdom of God at that time took place in our lives, and it's already there, praise God. And not only did he present the kingdom to us, but our inheritance in this earth and when we leave this earth is the kingdom of God. All right, go to Matthew 25. I mean, look at me like I'm lying. All right, Matthew 25, are you there? Look at verse 34, Jesus is speaking. He says, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from when? The foundations of the world. My God. So simple, ain't it? When did the kingdom start? At the foundations of the world. When's the kingdom available? At the foundations of the world. What are we to inherit? Heaven? Heaven? Are we to inherit heaven? Is that our inheritance? No. Our inheritance is the kingdom of God that was birthed in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and at that time became an inheritance for every man that he would create but he couldn't create earth or man first then the earth or man couldn't be a king over the earth because he wouldn't have nothing to king over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, how many of you ever heard teaching like this? Have you heard any teaching on sin? Uh, About failure? How About faith? How about healing and i'm not saying those teachings are bad but all those things are included right, right. in the, it's a package deal you'll, you faith when you get in the kingdom you'll never have faith for anything anymore you'll start to have faith in things right. cuz i don't want faith for healing i want faith in healing because i got healing when I came in the kingdom. Are you listening? I don't want faith for peace. I got faith in peace because he gave me peace that passes all understanding, praise God. So the last thing I'm going to do is sit around when a bad day comes and try to understand. <laughs> That's good. He already told us you're not going to understand what's going on. We said, I don't know. What I, can do here, right? I just don't know. Let me call Susie. She'll have it. And they'll give you something you really don't want to hear because they don't know what's going on either. No, all these things belong to you. The kingdom belongs to you. Power belongs to you. You don't have to pray for power. I was telling Becky last night I've been studying the Word of God and, you know, trying to write this book, and that's why I'm so full of kingdom right now because that's just the way it works. (laughs) But you go to the end of Matthew, the last thing Jesus said before he left was all authority and power has been given to me in heaven and earth, now you go. And how many you know, I told her, if I was on my deathbed and I had an hour to live, how many you know I'd probably say some pretty meaningful things if I knew I was going to die in an hour? Well, that was his last thing. In Acts, right before he went up, you know what his last thing he said was? when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. That's the last thing he said before he went up. In in Luke, basically, he said the same thing. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. So notice, the last thing he's trying to get over to us that we're not getting is a kingdom with power. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is not in word. Christianity is in word. Denominations are in word. Everybody's in word. But the kingdom of God is in power. There are power demonstrations. And Paul walked in the kingdom, if you follow him. He said, my speech and my preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the Holy Ghost and with power, praise God. Why? So that other people start believing in the power of the kingdom rather than the garbage they're believing right now. So he proved it because of what he did, the power that he have. So notice here, our, our inheritance is the kingdom of God. It belongs to us. It's ours. The day you got in the kingdom of God, it belongs to you. You don't have to pray and ask God for love. The love of God has been shed brought in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You don't have to pray for the Holy Ghost, and you have to pray for anointing, because the Bible says the anointing which you have received of him. When did I receive it? When I came into the kingdom of God. That's when it came to me. It was given to me. So we're taught to spend the rest of our lives trying to get something that he's already given us in the kingdom of God. So we're praying, and we're crying, and we're shouting, and we're fasting, and God's saying, come on, get over it. Praise God, just take what belongs to you and run with it. Would you please do that? Would you please do something like that? And, and it's coming. I'll tell you what, I know in my heart of hearts, Amen. the kingdom of God teaching is all around the world right now, and there's further revelation coming into bodies of people who want to move into the things of God and live. And you want to talk about signs, wonders, and miracles? You can't do it as a loser Christian you got to do it when you understand who you are and what he did for you, and you've got to understand your daddy wants it done. First, you've got to understand it's the will of God. The last thing you want to do is pray for somebody to get them healed when you think God's the one who made him sick and fight against God and the devil. You're never going to win that thing. Yeah. You've got to find out what God's will is, and he wrote it all down. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. I don't have to listen to Professor Joe to find out what God's like or, or Sister Susie. I can go right here and find out his thoughts. His will, his words, he already wrote them down in the book for him. This is the last will and testament. How many know if you have a will, it's in your mind? But if you have a testament, you wrote it down. Now, will ain't going to help us because we don't know it's in God's mind. But since he wrote it down, how many know now you know what's in his mind? So I can find out all the things that God wants. So when I pray for my loved ones, I go before God. And I don't go as a wimp. I go because I got legal rights. He gave me in this, He wants me to come boldly to the throne. He wants me to come. Because I'm, I'm demanding things, basically in agreement with him, that he wants to happen anyway. I'm not trying to take stuff from him, knowing that he don't want to do it. It'd be like me going to Becky and say, honey, I demand that we go on a trip. <laughs> I mean, so she would say, hallelujah, <laughs> praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost finally spoke to him, glory to God. It's the same way with God. God, my, my, you know, my brother, he just ain't saved yet, but you say, you, you said that you will that none go to hell but all be saved and come into everlasting life. So praise God, get him. And man, here go the angels, here goes the Holy Ghost, here goes everybody. Grab him around the throat, kick him, whatever they got to do to get him in there because that's God's will. You're coming to cooperate with God, not extract things. But we try to extract things from the kingdom of darkness through God and he don't want to give you any of this stuff. You've already had that. He wants to give you what he's got in the real place of heaven, but just because you can't see it don't mean it's not here. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's already there. So basically, everything has been provided for us. All right, go to Genesis chapter 2. All right, Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse 5. Now, he's created man in his image and likeness. He told him what he's supposed to do. You're supposed to have dominion, a kingdom, rule over the earth realm, and all things right now are under your feet. And this is what you're supposed to do here on the earth. That's your plan. Now, look at verse 5, chapter 2, verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Do you see that? Look at it once again. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. So what's he doing? He's talking here about management. Say management. Management. Your dominion in your life, one of the reasons for it, is for you to manage your life in a kingdom lifestyle so you get kingdom results. If you manage your stuff in the world's way, you're going to end up receiving from the world. Are you following me? So management, say management. So I am responsible now with my dominion to manage everything that's in my life. Here he says things were planted on the earth, but basically they didn't grow. Why? Because they weren't managed yet. So mismanagement will mean no growth, but godly management will mean growth. See, as soon as you start to manage in this rain, I always Do rain in God. But as soon as you start managing things correctly according to the kingdom of God, God will let it rain. And all at once, this will get a lot better, and that will get a lot better, and this will get a lot better. But as you can see, Christians don't manage anything. Anything right. I need to learn to manage my money. If you're mismanaging your money and you're broke, don't blame God. It's because of your mismanagement. And if you're not faithful with little, you'll never end up with. And let me tell you this. I found out from God. He doesn't give you what you pray for. He gives you what you can manage. i want to get $20 a week. Well, praise God. At least you can manage that. Now let's try to move up to 25 He's not going to kill you by giving you a bunch of stuff you're going to mismanage and ruin your own life anyway. He's going to give you what you can manage. Why is there so many divorces in the church? Because nobody can manage their own divorce or their own marriage, for God's sakes. You've got a marriage, you've got, you got to manage the thing. How do I do it? I don't do it the way the world's way does. I do it the way the kingdom tells me to do. I love my wife as Christ loves the church. I mean, not too many divorces have broken off in that honor your husbands i mean you know it hasn't broken off but see we want to get born again then we want to live over here got the worst husband in the world i hate that guy i'll tell you what i gotta choke him and kill him and you want to see what he does all the time (laughs) and he's out every night at the bar because he can't stand to be home he's fixing things in the yard that don't even need fixed come on Why is he out there? Oh, are you out there fixing that thing? Oh, it needed fixed. It needed fixed. Well, I just needed three hours away from you. That's what I needed. And yet you're born again. You're in this wonderful kingdom and can receive the peace and joy and the wonderful things of marriage if you just line up with the kingdom ways and laws. See, when you go from one country to another, you don't bring your own laws. Everybody wants to, don't they? Everybody born again wants to bring their own laws right back in and do the same things that they did. No, now you entered into a kingdom and a government, and you just study and find out what those laws are. Uh, and in the kingdom, you've got to love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Yeah, that's the way you operate in the kingdom of God, and that's where you get access to everything in the kingdom of God, praise God. You've got to learn to manage your money. You've got to learn to manage your marriage. You've got to learn to manage your job. You'll never get promotion by showing up to your job a half hour late, doing half blank work. (laughs) I almost came out. Praise God! Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Praise God! And then you're going there, and you wonder why you're never getting promoted, or never get a raise, or when they're laying off, you're the first one to go. It's obvious because you're living in the kingdom of darkness. You're operating in the kingdom of darkness. You're acting. You're going to have to learn to manage your feelings and your emotions. See, in the world, everything's feeling emotion. All they do is appeal to people's feelings. Every commercial is to attack your feelings and emotions to get you to want this or want that. When, I mean, back when I was a heavy drinker and drunk all the time, I'd see those commercials where the guy drove up in the Camaro with a beer, praise God, and all the women were scantily dressed, were flocking around that car. woo woo! I said, wow, I'm going out and get drunk again tonight. But then nobody told me the next morning when I was throwing up in front of the toilet Did you ever see a commercial, beer commercial, where a guy's puking in front of the toilet saying, I had their beer last night. No, they wouldn't sell any, would they? No, they got to appeal to your feelings, and they got to appeal to your emotions. They got to appeal to all that stuff to keep you in this realm because this is a feeling, emotional realm. This is a divine right realm over here. It has nothing to do with feelings and emotions. It has to do with who you are, what God did for you, and what he's provided for you in the kingdom of God, and all belongs to you. But he wants to keep tugging us in the world of darkness. And how many know if you move from one country to another country and become a citizen, you've got to make some changes. You've got to talk different. You can say, give me that. They'll say, and he'll say that right there, and they'll say, so how many know you've got to learn the got to learn the language. If you come from a country like the Bahamas over to here, how many know you better drive on the right side of the road rather than the left? Well, in my country, nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody cares cares about your old country. They care about the country you're in right now. So you've got to make the changes. You've got to find out in the kingdom, how I do this? How how do I, I have a great marriage? How do I walk in victory? How do I do this stuff? And then you'll find out all the things he's already provided for you that you already have. What it does basically is gives you The purpose that you were created for is to rule on earth rather than praying all the time for God to come out of heaven. Listen, if he wanted to come out of heaven and rule earth, he'd have did it right off the bat. But he didn't. He gave man dominion on the earth. He gave us dominion down here. He don't want dominion down here. He's got everything fine up there. And he certainly don't want you supervising up there. See? And his whole deal is not for you to get born again and come to heaven. His is to get born again and change this earth while you're down here. You're supposed to be impacting the earth. Jesus said, I pray that they stay here. And most Christians are saying, come back, Lord Jesus, please come back. I'm dying right now because we want to get out of here because everything's so miserable. Well, it shouldn't be miserable for us. And if we are, it's because we're getting stuff out of the wrong kingdom down here. So now management comes, I start to learn to manage my money, I start to tithe, I start not to buy things that I don't really need, I start to use the credit card only when I have money to pay off the credit card when it comes, because 21% interest adds up very quickly. See, and then they're crying out to God, I thought you were going to bless me, I thought you were going to, yeah. Well, you got no rain at all. You're living in a drought because he can't even make it rain because you're not doing anything management-wise. So you've got to learn to manage the thing. And as you manage them, they get bigger. As you manage, as you buy a building and you manage it, it gets paid off. If you mismanage it, you're going to have a long time in the ministry before it's over with. I mean, he here, he wants to supply all your needs. He wants you to have everything. Why? Because you've got a job to do down here and you cannot do it broke. If he tells you to go to Africa tomorrow to, to preach the gospel of the kingdom and you've got two cents, how many you know it's not going to work? So basically he wants you to have money. He wants you to have money in the bank. Some people say, well, God don't want you to have any money in the bank. Well, sure he does. But he don't want your money to become your God right. Right. when you get too much money in it. He still, and the Bible says, you're going to serve God or you're going to serve? Amen. Well, most people in the earth right now, even Christians are serving Because they're constantly worried. What shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? And Jesus said, I don't understand why you worry about that stuff when you're in the kingdom of God and your father already knows what you have need of and he'll supply it if you stop acting like a pagan. There's a lot of pagan services going on right now. In churches all over the place they're there. Yeah, they're there. They're pagans in there. They're crying out to God. They're begging God. And God's just trying to let us take advantage of what he already did for us, the divine rights that he gave us and everything else that's already provided for us, praise God. So what does he want us to do? He wants us to grow up in our thought life. Say our our thought life. And he wants us to start managing things in our life. Manage your feelings. Manage your emotions. Manage your money. And it doesn't mean he don't want you to spend anything. He just wants you to spend wisely. We've all spent too much money on stuff. If you don't believe it, go in your house, open the closet, go in the garage. And then look at the look at all the stuff you got in there. The, some of it's still in the box. You could you could sell it again. It's already boxed up, ready to go. Praise God. You just never opened it. But at the time, you saw something that told you that would be the greatest thing if you bought it. Come on. This would be the most wonderful thing you ever had in your life. So you need to buy it now, so you go on and you buy the thing and you get it, and wonder what the heck you bought it for. See, all that stuff is to come against your fine The devil wants to keep you poor. He wants to break up your marriage. He wants to come against the feelings and emotions and let you be led that way. We sang a song this morning. I'm not led by feelings anymore. Amen. Not what I see. I'm not do that anymore. We don't put those songs on there just to entertain you. We sing those songs on there. Come on now, to preach the gospel to you before I get a chance to preach the gospel to you. Amen. My God. I mean, three songs this morning told you we're more than a conqueror. If you go home and start complaining about how worthless you are, you ought to be slapped by somebody. We're putting that stuff in. We're pumping it in. We're shoving it in you. We're putting it in your heart. We're doing it music-wise. We're doing it this way. We're trying to make you a winner. And you know why? Because you are. You just don't know who you are, Praise God. People all the time trying to become a new creation in Christ Jesus. You? you just became one, praise God, when you got born again. Old things passed away. All things have become new. And now all things are of God. So we're going to have to figure out God, aren't we? And it's hard because we don't really know the deep things in the heart of God. But we happen to have somebody who knows the deep things. <laughs> oh, yeah we got somebody named the Holy Ghost, and he knows him pretty well, and he's on the inside of you, and he's expanding that kingdom of God, wisdom and knowledge on the inside of you every day, not just so you can hoard it, but so you can tell other people about the kingdom of God and come into it. There's a better place for you to go, a better place for you to live, and we're just not talking about people who aren't saved. We're talking about people who are in the church, born again, who need to know this stuff, praise God, because they're going to church time and time, and when we go there, they got the best music ministry. Well, enjoy the music and live in hell then if you want to. Come on now, that's no reason to go to church for God's sake. The best children's ministry can't take care of your own kids. Correct. (laughs) Come on, it's not their responsibility to raise your kids to think of God. It's your responsibility to raise it. And they help out when they come in and they add a little bit of stuff to it, but don't say, well, I took them for 10 years, never talked about God to them, but I took them for 10 years to kids' class and they didn't learn a thing. Yeah, well, they're not your responsibility. They didn't have them. You had them. See, so the problem with the kingdom, and this is why nobody likes it, it comes with responsibility. Uh-huh. Christianity don't. God's in control. Sick? Don't matter. God's in control. Broke? God's in control. If he wants me to be rich, he'll make me rich. If he don't want me... All things work together for good. No, they don't. Not when you're living in the world. Been there. Nothing worked together for good when I was in the world. Everything worked together for bad. So we've got to change the way we think. we got to change the way our parents thought because not too many of us came out of a kingdom family. Didn't even know there was such a thing, for God's sakes, as a kingdom family. And we don't come out of a kingdom background. We come out of a democracy. Notice, democracy is so bad we don't even trust our government because we're going to have three branches to watch over each other. That's right. well, what kind of government's that? Don't even trust each other, and that's our government. president don't like judicial. Judicial don't like, like the Congress, and, and they don't even get along to begin with. Praise God. If you study democracy, it basically causes racial problems. The whole idea of it does. Capitalism basically causes wealth problems because the rich have to have somebody who's poor to buy their product that they're making to capitalize on it. If everybody was rich and didn't need it, then there wouldn't be no. Come on now. So every government down here, I don't care what it is or what's been done, it's all from the pit of hell and it all came from the devil and it's not going to work. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. It may sustain for a while, maybe better. If somebody's in rulership or whatever, the Bible says if you have a righteous person in rulership, the people rejoice. If you have somebody who's not in rulership who's wicked, then people are going to mourn. I mean, there's a lot of mourning going on right now. And I don't mean mean Sunday morning. I mean mourning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's the way it works, praise God. But the only true government you can get in and lock into, the only true government you can trust, the only true government you can depend on is the one with a king who's not out to get something from you but get something to you. He's the only king. Instead of the subjects dying for him, he died for his subjects and his sons and daughters, praise God, because he loved you so very much. So in my life, I want to live in that kingdom. Amen. And I'm not going to wait till I die to do it. I'm just going to keep living there, praise God. Hallelujah. And just stay happy, and you'll make people mad just by doing that. Just stay happy, joyful, always smile and have a good time, and you will make somebody mad in two minutes, praise God. Because nobody, uh, nobody thinks that's you can do that, but you can. It belongs to each and every one of us. So you're all kingdom citizens this morning if you've been born again. If not, and you're, you're watching on TV, you can get born again right now. You just got to acknowledge what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross and paid, paid the price for you, and you just come right through the doorway, which is Jesus Christ, and now you're in the kingdom of God. Then find out what belongs to you. I mean, somebody leaves you a big inheritance, you'd get that thing, you'd start reading it today, praise you. You'd skip lunch to read that thing if your rich uncle (laughs) left you a will. You couldn't even think of food, praise God. You're too busy collecting everything that's there. Glory to God. Well, it's the same way in the kingdom of God. Now, study the Bible as a kingdom mentality. Say kingdom mentality. Say not Christian mentality. Don't look at it that way. Look at it as a kingdom book describing the government, the king, you, your relationship and everything that belongs to you in it and you'll start to get revelation and more revelation and more revelation and revelation always makes you happy. How many of you know that? Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I just thank you that Jesus brought the kingdom back, and it is at hand right now, Father. I thank you for more revelation, and we thank you for the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened in this body that we would start to see every time we pick up that book your kingdom will, your kingdom intent, and your kingdom purposes. I thank you for using us by the power of your spirit on the inside in this day and hour, and we just give you, because we have to, we didn't do anything, all the praise and glory and honor for everything in our lives, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen.